Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. In this live message from the Kingdom Men's Gathering, former Major League Baseball player Daryl Strawberry challenges men on what it means to get well, mind, body, and soul. He shares his own story from brokenness to being saved by unfathomable grace. Here is Daryl Strawberry with more from the KMG Conference. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the speakers, Pastor Bobby, Frank, KMG, Victor, Kirk. Vince, guys that are here today, we do this because we love you. We don't get anything out of it. We do it because of what God has done in our life and the grace and the mercy that he has given us to share love with you guys and hope with you guys. And that's really what it's all about. It's really nothing... It's really nothing great about us if we just said yes to Jesus. What's holding you back? That's what you have to ask yourself. Come to a gathering like this, men's gathering. Come here to get fed, not to sleep. You won't get fed if you're sleeping. You'll go back and then your, your wife will say, how was the conference? I don't know. Shoot, I fell asleep. (laughs) See, that's what we be missing. That's what is so important when you get guys and get speakers like this. People's lives have been transformed by God and Pastor Bobby and Frank and and, and talking about suffering for Christ and the the gate is narrow. And Boy, you you only have a certain window of time to get where you need to get while you're living here with Jesus. You don't have this whole grand time. Life is running out for some of us. Some of us are older on the other side. When are you going to get into your purpose and plan for the kingdom of God? What's holding you back? What's keeping you from entering in? Well, we all always know what is keeping us. It's our own selfish ways what we want and how we want to do it. It's the society we live in, and we believe the society we live in. It's not about how great I am as a preacher. I'm not even qualified. It's not about a brand. It's about Jesus. It's not about branding yourself and, and making trying to make yourself qualified, and I sound this way, and that guy sound that way, and competing against each other. It's not about that. It's about your own personal relationship with Jesus. And that's my prayer, and that's my thought, you know, and that's getting into this is I do this, I do this because I love Jesus. Because when you finally have a personal relationship with Jesus, you're not going to want anything else. You don't need money. You don't need to sound great. You don't need to look great. All you need to do is get up and say thank you. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy, but you give it to me. Thank you. See, when you can get to that place, then you have arrived. 
because it's not about all this other stuff, earthly stuff that we try to uh, consume ourselves with because we get lost in all that because we try all this stuff to make us feel better. It will never make you feel better. John 3.30, I'm going to talk about he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. If you ever can get to the place as a man and decrease, God will increase you. He will empower you. He will give you his word. See, there's power in the word. See, we think it's power in something else. We think it's power in looking at a man. No, the power comes from the word of God. Billy Graham talks about how people and Christians never have victory because they don't know scriptures. They don't know the power of the scriptures. They don't know the power of the word. You know, Billy Graham was a preacher of the word of God. He wasn't a preacher of, to make me feel good. Don't say nothing I don't like because I ain't coming back to church. Well, that's on you. That's not on me. That's on you. You the one going to miss it, not me. I'm going to continue to come to church no matter what nobody has to say. I know one thing. It's the word of God. He must increase, but I must decrease. John 3.30. See, the Bible talks about it, how my people perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no knowledge. We don't want to get knowledge. We have knowledge and understanding to everything else, but we won't eat this. This is not like Burger King. This tastes better than Burger King. See, when we learn to eat God's word and we learn to dissect God's word for ourselves, and we learn to lay with God, then I know God. He must increase, but I must decrease. None of me, all of him. When it's none of you and it's all of him, then you can understand why you're here, and then you can walk and do all that God has for you. Because just like Pastor Bobby was talking about, Jesus said, you can do greater works. Uneducated man, only come to high school, play Major League Baseball, gets educated by the Holy Spirit. See, what we don't understand is the Holy Spirit don't need money. What we don't understand is he, he knows everything about this book here. And that's what we have to come as a man. He must increase and I must decrease. I must come to a place of stop hiding my struggles. Stop hiding my struggles. As a man, we want to hide our struggles because of what others have to say. But the real person we're hiding ourselves from is Jesus himself, the finisher of all, that deliverer of all. See, when I stop hiding my stuff, I can get delivered. When I stop, you know, worrying about the struggles that I have in life and, and the issues and, and stop trying to please everybody else and want everybody else to look at me and make them think, well, I'm all right. The devil is a liar. Jesus said he comes to deceive you and makes you believe that you're all right. You're not all right unless you've been washed and cleansed and liberated and redeemed and born again in the spirit of God and living in the spirit of God and allowing the spirit of God to dwell in you and teach you just like Jesus said when he ascended to heaven, I will send you one, the comforter. He will teach you all things in remembrance of me. 
stop trying to teach us. We try to teach ourselves through society and through television and through what's going on and what they say on news. All that's not important. See, I've been on the holy run because I went to the holy land in Jerusalem and spent 16 days there. God's presence is all over that place. God's people, those are the chosen people, the Jewish. They're in the middle of chaos and hatred all around them. They sit right in the middle of the Jordanians and the Palestinians, and they're right in the middle, and God loves them. Nothing will ever happen for them, happen to them. We as America, we need to pray for them. Jesus is all over that land. See, people thinking he's dead, they think they just don't know the Messiah. He has risen. He has gotten up from that tomb. See, we've made ourselves and made the church all about us instead of about his kingdom and Jesus. It makes it about how we are and what we sound like and what we look like. (laughs) We have to stop hiding our struggles. And what I mean by that is Jesus is here. Three R's. Number one, he's here to rescue you. See, when we stop hiding ourselves, we can be rescued by Jesus. Because there's no other way. We keep trying every other way. We keep trying to prove in every other way. It's in God's word. Word, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. He is the way. He's the gateway to everything that you've been looking for. Jesus is the way. I come all the way to California. Yeah, I come here to have a little fun and play some golf with my godfather because I get to play golf and relax. But I come here because of the gospel. It's because of the good news, what the Lord has done, taste and see that the Lord is good. You keep trying to taste everything else, and we keep trying to improve ourselves. I can't improve myself unless I'm studying God's word. Unless I'm laying with God, unless I'm resting with God, unless I'm waking up and I'm worshiping God. Like they said, we wake up and we praise God and we thank God and we give him glory. You give God glory for his grace because you don't deserve it. When you can get to that place and know that you don't deserve his grace, then you'll give him glory. You'll wake up every day and say, thank you. We don't do it enough. As a man, we, we come into churches and we raise our hands and shout and we walk back out and we have no victory over the enemy. The enemy laughs at you because we don't know the way. We don't know that Jesus is really the way. See, he's not just Jesus. Everybody just want to say, oh, it's just Jesus. Oh, Jesus. No, but he was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. By his stripes, every last one of us get to be healed because of his stripes. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the alpha. He's the mega. He's the beginning. He's the end. There's nobody like this man. He's a holy man. He's a righteous man. He's a sinless man. 
with no sin. One man brought sin in, Adam, one man brought grace in for all of us, Jesus himself. He's finished, he's completed everything that's hurting you, that's keeping you back, and that's leaving you separated. But he's at the altar, he's at the cross. That blood is clean. When do you commit? When do you decide that I no longer have a desire for these earthly things? Because these earthly things is nothing that we all think they are. Yes, we got to work and we got to live. We got to take care of our family. But I'm not consumed with earthly things because when God called me eight years ago, God made it clear that I understand that these earthly things are not mine anyway. Then he's re- he redeemed you by his blood. He redeems your whole life by his blood. Yeah, a lot of you know me. I had a lot of issues. And we all have issues. Because when you start reading through the Bible, you'd be like, oh, my God, they all had issues. (laughs) God used Moses mightily. Man couldn't even speak. Had an anger problem, killed Egyptians. Killed the Egyptian, couldn't even speak. God used him because of his meekness. 400 years of slavery, God uses him to lead the Israel's lights out of the promised land, into the promised land, where they could have been into the promised land in 11 days, but they complained so much, God sent them in the wilderness for another 40 years. How many times are we going to keep complaining? How many times are we not, are we not going to get this and we're so consumed with so many earthly things, and we're never consumed with kingdom things. You know, see, when you get consumed with kingdom things, you get to hear from God's kingdom. It's amazing that God let a broken man like me with an empty life, that he would turn my life around, and he would let me hear from his kingdom to get the answers to give back out into our society. Because that's what the Bible is. The Bible is the blueprint of life. See, we're consumed with everything else, and we're wondering about this, and who's going to be great, and who's going to... I don't care how great an athlete is, if he doesn't know Jesus, he's going to hell. I don't care how great a movie star is, you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. doesn't matter how much success and fame you have here from an earthly standpoint. If you don't know Jesus, that means nothing. Because when you die, they're only going to talk about you for a week, and then they're going to stop talking about you. He restores you with his grace. He restores you with his grace. You know what he said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9? And he said to me, my, my, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So we all, fun, we all fall under that weakness. We all fall on under that identity, see? And, and just like this was talking about, we have the wrong mindset, you know? You have to know who you are in Christ. You got to get to that place and read the Bible for yourself so God can show you who you are. You got to lay with God. You got to hide out so God can show you who you are in Christ. Galatians 2.20 talks about it. He was saying, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who rules and reigns over my life. See, when you lay with Christ, you're going to find out who you are. Don't you just want to know that, guys? You can keep trying everything else, and you can keep trying and thinking this car is, is going to make me, and this money is going to make me. No, it's not. But this Bible will. Because there's 
power in the name of Jesus. I mean, wonderful work and power in the name of Jesus. But you're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to give up that old you. When when are you going to die? Yeah, I hit home runs, but he's dead. Yeah, I celebrated the 98 Yankees championships, but that guy's dead. Guys got to see me. Players get to see me. And they know I've changed, and I don't preach to nobody. I just live it. This is not about preaching. It's about living it. It's not about standing in the pulpit and saying I'm qualified to do this because the devil is a liar. Because one that boasts about himself, the devil will destroy you. One that thinks that he sounds great. See, I don't sound great, but the Holy Spirit sounds great. I can tell you that right now. The Holy Spirit sounds amazing. Because when I'm getting ready to go do his work and I stand up in the pulpit the night before, I say, Holy Spirit, you know I'm not qualified. You need to do this work because you need to touch somebody's heart. You need to convict somebody and you need to bring somebody back home. Somebody need to be challenged that their life can be changed forever. But they got to get out of that old self. Second Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When do We decide to become new. I'm not qualified, but I have submitted myself to God, and God has qualified me. And that's what God will do in life when you decide to submit yourself to God. It's a commitment. It's the suffering, like Pastor Bobby was talking about. I had to suffer. I had to go through. But what do you think Jesus went through when he was carrying that cross to Calvary? He was suffering when he was carrying that cross to Calvary for you. He wasn't looking over his shoulder and saying somebody else do it. On his way to Calvary, he dropped the cross four times. For you and for me. You know why? So we can have this life and have it more abundantly. It's a greatness that comes from God that no man can give you. Money can't even make you feel good like Jesus. Sex don't even make you feel good like Jesus. Nothing makes you feel good but your own relationship with Jesus. And when you spend that time with Jesus himself, now you're going to fall in love with this great man that everyone talks about when you decide to make that commitment with him yourself. Too many of us won't make the commitment. Too many of us straddle the fence. You know, I'm hanging out. I'm going to church, but I'm just going to go on Sunday, but I'm not going to really get involved with that church stuff. Well, you're just going to continue to miss out who Jesus is. Because, see, I got to that place in my life, Brother Frank and Bobby Shula. I got to that place, uh, Victor and all you guys speaking. I got to that place. I didn't want to be a hypocrite no more. Got tired of playing the game, like Frank said. When do you get tired of playing the game? When does your wife see the change that is real? 
When do we stop sweeping stuff under the rug and, you know, and, and, and guys don't show up, you know, because, well, I'm not a part of that KMG stuff. I go to church enough on Sunday. When do you start showing up to some different things so you can hear some different knowledge from God? It comes from God. It doesn't come from man. We're just a vessel. A vessel that's been changed. A vessel that has a, that has a transformation. This is real. Man can't give you a transformation on the inside. We all think, well, I look what I look like on the outside. Well, I look good today. But what your insides look like? Are, are they toxic? Why you keep struggling with certain things? Well, well, because I haven't had a transformation on the inside. This Jesus I'm talking about is a real transformation. When you decide to make a real commitment. And at the end of the day, after all these speakers have Spoken to you about these things. At the end of the day, you need to make that commitment. You need to make that commitment when Victor calls you down. You need to make that commitment. Some of you need to recommit. Some of you need to repent and come back home. Stop playing games with the devil because he's here to destroy you. And some of you need to come back to God and lay on your face and tell God, I'm sorry. He's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. He's the only one that can forgive you. He's the only one. He's the only one you can keep thinking somebody else is going to forgive you and make it happen for you, but he's the only one. Mercy and grace. I wish we get to that place in our heart as a man. Pastor Bobby, where we understand grace is something I cannot earn. It's something that's given to me freely that I don't deserve. Then it'll start sweeping through your life and it'll start changing your life. We got to get back to that place of loving what's important. Instead of loving the baseball game and the football game, we need to love our families and our kids, you know. We need to put them ahead of everything else. We need to put them... In church, we need to be in church. I need to be in church on Sunday. I just don't show up on a men's event on Saturday. Don't show up to church. Well, don't just go, I go to church. Well, what are you doing? God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to commit. See, I didn't get this until I finally committed. This didn't come by me just going to church and hanging out. This came when I committed. I don't want to be a fake. I don't want to be a phony. I don't want, I don't need nobody. I don't need anything. I need Jesus. I don't come here for anything. I fly my own self out here. I love Frank. I love men's ministry. I'm crazy about men. I don't need anything. God blesses me. I started off with nothing. And I made something. And then I lost everything. And I started off with 15 years ago, I was $3 million in debt and didn't have a driver's license. And God restores my whole life because I followed him. I picked up my cross, like Bobby said. Picked up my cross. Picked up my cross. Picked up my cross. Picked up my cross. God can always get something to you. That's not his problem. It's not, he's not his concern. God's concern about your heart. He said, David is a man after my own heart. After David put his best friend Uriah on the front line to get killed, to have his wife. He's a man after my own heart. 
Everyone has issues. The book of John is about believing. Issues. We all have issues. No secrets like was said before. The woman at the well, Jesus saw her, told her about a fire husband, said the one you're living with now is not your husband. And he said, by the way, this well and this water y'all keep drinking, you're going to always be thirsty. But he said, this living water I give you, you will never thirst again if you drink this living water. See, we need to get back to... We need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to the principles. We need to get back to that place. It is about God's word. It's not about a man. It's not about a preacher. It's about God's word. God's word is never going to change. It doesn't matter who's preaching and who you don't like. God's word is never going to change when you read it for yourself. Don't be like the... Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes in John 8 when they wanted to stone the woman and point at her sin. We all fall short. They wanted to stone her and Jesus just hanging down. I can just imagine what Jesus was thinking. Look, look at these guys. They don't even know who I am. They're sitting there. They wanted to stone this woman because she was calling the adultery. He says, he who was out sin cast the first stone. From the oldest to the youngest, dropped it and walked away. Or you could be like John 5, the pool of Bethesda. Angels stir up the pool and the first guy gets in, gets well. Guy sat there for 38 years. Jesus didn't ask the man about his condition. Jesus is not asking none of us about our condition because he already know it. He's saying, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? We got to get back to getting our hearts right and getting well as a man, like Frank said. Get your heart right. God's crazy about you. I don't need to be, I don't need to be somewhere that somebody to make me feel good and not preach at my real thing. So I need to get out of sin if I want to get well. For the wages of sin is death. If I don't get out of the wicked ways, I can't get well. If a church keep keep telling you you can get well and you can keep living like that, the devil is lying to you. You cannot get well until you get out of those wicked ways. God is not mad at you. God ain't mad at nobody. One thing I do know about God, God does not need me. That's for sure. He will use somebody. And when we get to that place to understand that God does not need me, he's not mad at me, maybe I can enter in and lay down my life, pick up my cross, and maybe I can become the man that God has called me to be. But I need to be real. I don't come to beat you up. I come to cut on you a little bit and let the Holy Spirit do the work. So maybe you get a chance to look at yourself and examine yourself because I had to examine myself. I was like Vince. I was a liar, heathen, cheater, womanizer, alcoholic, drug addict, sinner, rich, famous, saved by grace. So as I close here, I love this ministry. I love men's ministry. I have the heart for it. God sent me all over all over the place to do men's ministry, I would do it in a heartbeat. Because I remember being broken, and I remember being left, and I remember everybody counting me out. 
when I was broken. And Jesus said, I want you. And this is what he does when you say yes. Just like Pastor Bobby said, when you can get rid of the ego. I already gave it to you before. Three-letter word. Easy. God. Out. So your call is today. Don't leave this place without having your appointment with God at the end of the service. God's got something for you. He spoke through all the speakers. He's going to speak through Victor and the other ones. He's got something for you. It's for you. That's why he brought you here. Let us pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. Praise you. Thank you for KMG. Thank you for all the speakers. <laughs> but most of all, Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. You give it to us when we don't even deserve it. You strengthen us in our weakness. Father, help the guys today. Holy Spirit, thank you for penetrating the hearts of men today that they will surrender, give it up, that their lives can be changed forever and they can have a new life. We give you honor and praise for this ministry. We give you honor and praise for Frank Hart and his boss and all that they do to help men come back home, or men to come to know Jesus. And we give you glory. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time, 